0: Welcome to the Fitzlife Unfiltered podcast with Kim and Jamie Fitzpatrick, former employees turned successful online entrepreneurs, speakers, parents, and couple. Thank you for tuning in. We know your time is valuable, and their goal is to help you live abundantly, provide value and tips on achieving physical, mental, spiritual, and financial wealth while navigating this crazy ass thing we call life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hey, guys. We are back.
1: Welcome. Fits Life Unfiltered. How are you, Kim?
0: I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Um, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, aside from dealing with insurance, which, by the way, when your stuck, is tro- stolen out of your driveway and you have things in it, like your brand new golf clubs, um, you have to file two claims. Fortunately, we're with the same company, so you have to do a home claim and a vehicle claim. Insurance company is not like that at all. I just don't want to go to battle with them on the value of the vehicle. Um, but we will see what happens. But I'm good. Um, had some sad stuff happen to me. But before we get into that, do you want to do some reviews? We do. What are we giving away? Journal?
0: All right. I think we're going to give away a headband this time. And a journal. Oh, we're going to give two. Okay, we're doing it. Both. Giving away a headband and a Be Her Now journal. We're going to give this to two lucky listeners. We are going to read the reviews. The reason why we do this is because when you read the reviews for or you you take the time to leave a review, you smash the like button, you subscribe, you download, you leave a comment. All of that makes such a difference for us. So Mm -hmm. we're so, so grateful. Um, Okay, so we are going to do this. Um, Here we go. This is for Ash Hawk 16. This is exactly what I needed. This podcast hit home. I love the realness of Kim and Jamie. The way you share about marriage being hard and not always good days, people being on their own journeys, and when they aren't both in a moment of self-improvement in their life, that's hard. It hit home. It also gave me a sense of calm because it reminded me that this is a constant battle, but we fight in what we love and what we believe in. Thank you for continuing to show up and help others. I love that. Um, okay. And then the next one is Leanne Schnell, my girl. Um, I am on my second time listening to this podcast. Kim and Jamie, you make me laugh, cry and put, just pump me up. Kim is my coach uh, and I am literally obsessed with her. She is so real, true and beautiful. Love, love, love listening to you both. Every morning It's become a part of my morning routine and I'm so thankful. This is a part of my life now. You both are amazing.
1: No, nothing about me specifically though. No, not in that one. Nothing. No, nope. no. Okay. Thanks Leanne. That was a great review of Kim. Just kidding.
0: I love that. Okay. What? (laughs) Nothing. Okay. Okay.
1: So, you know, Leanne, but the, the, who is the other person? Ash Hawk. Ash Hawk. I want to say Ash Hawk. She she has to contact us. (laughs) Oh no. no. What's the name? Kim? (laughs) We're not, we're not cutting this. What's the name? (laughs) Ashcroft? Ashcock. Ashcock? Ashcock. Ashcock. Ashcock, that's a careful one.
0: Ashcock 16.
1: Oh, it's, you know, we, it's so funny because my, my sister and brother-in-law, Michelle and Leon, who, uh, shout out, they own housewormings if you're ever in Oakville. uh, And
0: Claire owns Homebody. I was just about to get
1: there. Uh, They've owned housewormings, been around for 30 years in Oakville, used to be on Lakeshore. And their daughter, uh, my niece Claire, owns Homebody. Shout out to the, both those businesses. Go support them, local businesses. Um, there they one of Leon's best friends, and we we always joke about it. His name is like Michael Hawk, and it's where we always say, "Hey, how's my cock doing?" It's a stupid, <laughs> silly, immature joke, but I still laugh every time we do it.
0: So that's why we were laughing about that's why we the were hawk, laugh, um,
1: about Ash, Ash Hawk. Amazing. Yeah.
0: We have a we're children. <laughs> we have a juicy podcast to talk about is it today. Juicy? I'm excited about it. I'm really, really excited about it. Okay, yeah. kick us off.
1: Well, I mean, I I feel like we're really loud in the microphone, but that's okay. We're a little close, maybe. Um I yeah, so my first year of college, um, and this does lead into our sort of our topic, but my first year of college, um, I lived with my aunt and uncle. So my mum's brother's name is Hank. He's had dementia now for a while, and he passed away on the weekend, which is super sad. I haven't spoken to him in a long time, and I believe the last time I saw Uncle Hank and Aunt Thelma, they was at my mom's house, probably Kim, six seven years ago, maybe. And I I I don't I think he knew who I was, but you know, but like him and I were like when I lived with him for a year. I, I would assume that he would have remembered me. And I wasn't sure when I talked to him. That was kind of sad. But this man, if you know my mom, my mom's a really special lady. She's like one of the sweetest ladies you'll find. And and her brother, Uncle Hank, is the oldest of eight kids. And he was just an amazing, amazing human being. Um, I don't think I ever saw him in, like, he always wore a collared shirt. Like, he was just that man, classy, mm, yeah, very graceful. A very faith-based, amazing husband, amazing family guy. So for me as a 17-year-old, to grow up or to spend a year with them my first year of college, which they wanted me to go to church and read the Bible, I didn't do either of those two things very well. Um, But to be that young and to watch him and how he interacted with his kids and his wife and even how he interacted with me as a 17-year-old punk, basically... Um what a I have no idea what influence it was on me, but it, it there had to be some degree because to see an example like that of an older male be that classy, never swore, always dressed up, but what but, but also had this incredible sense of humor, and him and I would just laugh about things. And my my point leading into the topic is like and I've talked I talked about this in my stories, and I don't know if we've talked about it in the podcast. I honestly can't remember, but um There's this, uh, I call it a softification of society. And have we talked about this in the podcast? And, and this, this anti-hustle, don't work too hard because, you know, I I don't know where this movement...
0: Or you can make a ton of money, but not work hard.
1: Or you can make a ton of money, but don't work hard. Start a side hustle, but you're going to do it and it's easy and stuff like that. And, and I mean... I've been calling bullshit on that for a long time because I don't know a lot of big businesses that you can build without really putting in a lot of effort and discipline. And if someone tells you something's easy and you can make a lot of money, I'd run the other fucking way because it's I my own p- opinion. It's just not true. It's just not true. But people are trying to do things and 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 all that stuff. And, and I always relate it back to like, <laughs> I think... We're probably a couple generations in now where I think we've actually forgotten how we accomplish things. I think we've forgotten not only what it takes to actually build something and even I'm not even talking just about entrepreneur entrepreneurship to be an incredible teacher. Let's put let's have a teacher as an example to be in the top one percent of teachers, which. We can't measure, and that's probably one of the problems with our education system and unions is that you can't really fire teachers. So you can't even, how do you measure whether a teacher is in the top 1% of his field? You can't. It's actually impossible because they don't really do that. They get evaluations and stuff, but to be in the top 1% of the teaching community or the top 10%, like if whether you're an elementary school teacher, high school, you have to work your ass off to be that good of a teacher. You have to know your material. My mom taught grade one. She was at the school all the time, all the time. I would see her prepping at home her lessons because grade one's hard. I mean, all teaching is hard. I think grade one is especially hard. You're, You're literally teaching them the basic, the basics. And so, you know, my best teachers that I had in high school and a lot of them were coaches. All I saw them was work at the school. They would, they would work their regular teaching job. They'd get to school at seven or eight, sometimes morning practice. They would teach their class from in where I was from nine to three or nine to four, whatever it was, they would then do marking. I'd see them in the staff room. Then they'd coach their team from five to seven or six to eight, all the great, or, or band teachers, like all the great teachers I knew, they worked hard. And then they went on weekend trips with their students. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It's going to require a tremendous amount of time and there's going to be imbalance. You don't think those teachers who had families, there was imbalance in their life. Of course there was, but they loved what they did. Just like most good entrepreneurs, you have to kind of love what you do. I believe you, there has to be a level of obsession. And I'm not just talking about building something that makes you $300 a month or even $1,000 a month. Dare I even say a $50,000 a year business. If you want to build a really substantial business, six, seven figures, I'm sorry, some people might disagree with me, there's going to be some imbalance. And and if that's not not what you want, then don't build a business or don't say you're going to build a big business or don't even tackle that. If you go in somewhere and you're like, I want to make $250,000 because I want to replace my whole family's income and I want to stay home and I want to travel. Awesome. Beautiful. I love that goal for you. Are you prepared to do what it takes? And maybe they don't even know because a lot of people are selling bullshit and a lot of people are selling false promises and a lot of people are saying, oh yeah, but you can do this. You know, it's the age of the internet. Yeah, it is the age of the internet and there's more opportunity out there for anybody to do anything, but there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts people. And we talk about this in our coaching business, Kim, we see it a lot. People verbalize what they want Mm. and the actions often don't follow. And, and, and I'm, I see it now and this isn't left or right. It's not liberal conservative. It's not Republican Democrat. I don't want this to be a political thing. However, I can see it. I can very clearly see this anti hustle. Oh, don't work too hard people. I think now more than ever with the, and I said this on our team call yesterday, uh, now more than ever, I think everyone needs to adopt, you need to start working your ass off in whatever you're doing, whether it's your full-time job to keep it, to advance, whether you want to start something on the side, now is not the time to back off. Mm -hmm. Now is not the time to preach, oh, I need balance in my life so that I can, I want to watch my Netflix at night. Great, do it. But I'm warning you, I'm warning people right now with whatever, everything that's going on in the world. Some people are getting it. Some people aren't. Some people have their head in the sand. Some people don't. I don't want to get political. Just my opinion. I'm just one dude. Now is not the time to not work hard. It is not the time because shit is coming. We have to be prepared. And I think people should be looking at, 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 income streams. And there are, you could have a dozen income streams. I don't care what it is or what you do. It's gonna be done through effort and discipline and waking up when you don't want to Mm -hmm. sometimes, just like your physical fitness journey or wellness journey, it's not easy. You're gonna have to work out when you don't feel like it. You're gonna have to read personal development when you don't feel like it. You're gonna have to go to therapy when you don't feel like it. Business, Kim, you know, like I look at you as an example, there's some days I can tell you don't wanna do it, but you show up anyway. I mean, I think you're in love with what you do and that helps, but like this, this anti hustle, I don't want to say they they, they don't want you working hard. I don't want to say they want to keep you in the system and I'm being really careful here cause we're not a political podcast, but I don't necessarily think a lot of people want really independent, successful people out there. I'll just say that without going any further. So if you have a business and you want it to grow, do not buy into the anti-hustle shit. Mm-hmm. It's fucking bullshit. Pardon my language. It's bullshit. And what they're doing is they're putting you in the backseat. They're actually minimizing your potential by buying into Oh, I can just do this with balance. I just don't, I think, I think they're putting you at an extreme disadvantage for what you want.
0: I think the powerful part about this is that you can also still have a duality of femininity, femininity and masculinity and like an amazing, I still think you can have a certain amount of balance in your life and work your ass off.
1: I'm not talking about, about working 18 hour days, sleeping for three. Yeah.
0: I know you're not. I just wanted to also caveat it with this. Like, I know you're not saying that I still sleep seven hours a night. I still go on a walk, have all the time with my kiddos and work my face off Yes, in the hours I'm working. Here's the difference. Most people, most people who are going to go work will scroll. Mm-hmm. We'll be distracted. Yep. We'll feel overwhelmed because of the lack of action. And then they feel like they're a failure just from my experience. This is only from my experience of what I've, I've observed. Or
1: they will do the three easiest things in the business yep. to take up time.
0: Yep. Sure. And say, I've worked, this is what I've done. This isn't working for me. Here's what I'd share. I always like to see how consistent you truly are. If you consistently show up and do the work. So how many, how many days is eight years? Do the math.
1: Eight times three hundred and fifty six. Yeah. Well, eight times three hundred is twenty four hundred. And uh sixty-five times eight is something.
0: <laughs> Come on.
1: I'm pulling up my calculator. Okay, pull out your you calculator. Talk.
0: So if you think about something, like how consistent have you been? So you think about your workouts, right? Think about almost
1: your... three thousand.
0: Okay. So that's three thousand days. Thousand days.
1: Yeah. Over eight years. It's two thousand nine hundred and ten, or something. How many hours do you think that is? Well, would you? Okay, like?
0: let's say, let's say, let's say, let's say seven hours, minimum. Times hours. seven hours, so twenty. Yep. 29- Times seven hours.
1: Yeah, it's twenty thousand four hundred and forty. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so like that's consistency, right? Like they oh, talk about for
1: you like, like that's
0: you, consistency you though. You put like, in
1: over 20,000 like, hours into the business consistently. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: So I put in over 20,000 hours. Like it's like, and someone's trying to figure out why can't it work for me? Well, well, have you're, you work, wor-
1: you're working two hours a week.
0: Yeah. Have you worked <laughs> for you? So, so I think like when it comes down to, because the thing that I, that this is what I'll share. And I had a beautiful conversation with someone in my inbox over on Instagram. And she's like, I just get so worried that I don't have the balance with the any hustle. I find it really hard because I don't want to overwork myself. And And I'm like, here's what I do know about this. And I, and I'm not saying that disrespectfully at all because, because I really honor her. Like I honor, I honor that. I honor what it feels like to feel burnt out. I honor what it feels like to feel like you're doing so many things. But here's what I'll share. When I feel that way, the only time I feel that way, when I start feeling victim-y or frustrated or (laughs) so hard, I'm working so hard, there's nothing happening. Oh gosh. I hear like, people are like, I gave all my time. I did every single thing. I worked my, I worked. I'm like, did you? I do not believe you. I think the stories we tell ourselves Mm. make us think we've worked so hard and we're so deserving of a break. Mm. But here's what I'll share. I do need breaks, but hardly because my breaks are built within my day of weight space where I'm meditating or journaling or going for a walk or having a lunch with a loved one. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pause your life you can still live your life and have a beautiful balance of, of like really working hard for what you believe in. I'm sorry, but what I want in my life and the business that what we're building and the dream we have and the dreams we have of where we're going, which make me feel like I'm lit on fire, require a different level of me mm. and I'm here for it. And I, I think that a lot of people feel burnt out because they're not doing what actually fills their soul and you're not actually doing what you say you want to do. And you're, you're actually disappointing yourself every single day because you're breaking promises to yourself. And that, that is the problem with this whole notion of hustle and anti-hustle is giving you a fucking free pass to say, it's giving you a fucking free pass to be like, yes, okay, I'm just going to, thank you. I'm going to ride this train. Yep. Okay well, I'm going to get off that train because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've been there. This is so hard. You don't understand how hard I work. How many times have I told you that? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop it, Kim. Like what? Stop. Go take your break then. Go have a massage. Go do the things. But take things out of your calendar. You're in charge here. So so let's define what hustling means for you. And let's take the word hustle out and just talk about hard work. Yeah. Forget the word hustle.
1: We're working for what you want.
0: Work for what you want. Like, let's get rid of that. What do you want? Hey, you want that for your family? You want to be able to pay off that tuition for your children, but that will require, a that's fucking hustle. require <laughs> hustle. you to work your ass off. Cause where's that money going to come from? How are you going to get that bonus? I'm sorry. I know as a corporate employee, I was getting a 1% raise. Let me tell you that $200 in my paycheck would not have paid for our kids tuition. Mm. You, you, I'm, I'm just saying yeah. this, you, yeah, yeah. Need, this is facts. You're saying you want all these things, but you are not willing to change who you are. You are not willing to change your how hard you're working and 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 that I'm speaking from experience. I'm not certainly not saying that is you. I'm saying I had to change me. I've always been a hard worker. I've always, always outworked. They replaced my corporate role with two and a half full-time people mm-hmm. because I did the work of two and a half people. Right. And I was freaking good at it. Mm -hmm. I was good at it. And they, I remember getting a call after I resigned because there was just stuff that went down when I left my, the one company I was with and they were like, thank you for everything you did. We should have seen how hard you were working. Like Mm -hmm. we should have given you support. I'm like, but I, but I didn't ask for that because I was, I was blessed at the role I had. I loved the role I had.
1: You took it very seriously. I took
0: my role very seriously. We won awards. We won innovation awards in Ontario. Like, I went another level mm-hmm. and I'm proud of that. And I will never ever, what, what I'm grateful for is, as I emerge as a leader in this marketplace, as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, branching out into many different things, multiple businesses, coaching, coaching, all the things. I'm like, I know when I go back to those, like I know that I left that industry proud. I did not leave that industry with my head hanging. No. I left that industry giving everything I had. Are you giving everything you have in your career? That's my question for you. Are you, or are you checking out? Or are you drinking around the water cooler and then feeling like you're working 19 hours, but you're not, you just dicked off the first six hours. I used to do that, so I know this. And then, because you're talking, you go to everyone's office, right? We go to everyone's office and then we get everything done. So I'm saying, I'm only sharing my experience. I'm not at all calling anyone out. But if you feel called out, just say, okay, hmm, this is interesting, right? And then, oh, but I work 18 hour days. Do you? do you really work 18 hour days? Cause I know what working 18 hour days for myself looks like, and it's fucking fire. And I'm the one that controls the income.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But you got to remember that. Like, what are you building? What are you committed to? And more importantly, what's the story you're telling yourself of how hard you're working? I want to see it. Let's see that proof. You are in, you are in control of this. So, you know, is there balance of being able to sleep in? Absolutely. Is there balance of being able to take a day off? A hundred percent. You can build a beautiful income and take days off, but on the days you're working, you better be working. Mm. That's the difference, right? That's the difference.
1: Yeah. It's discipline. And the reason I actually started this with my uncle Hank is that whenever I hear people talk about, Oh God, hustle it. Everyone's just pushing, hustling and hustling and hustling. I'm just like, your ancestors, and I don't know everyone's story. I know my story. I know Kim's story. Your, my ancestors would be fucking rolling over hearing us talk about don't work too hard. Like, like I can't even really talk about my dad's side um, because, you know, he didn't have a father. His father died in the war, got shot down in his first flight. He was a belly gunner, so my dad didn't even know him. And he grew up in some pretty rough conditions, failed grade ten. Uh, abuse there, that kind of stuff, you know, and my father never should have been a successful. He was a superintendent of schools and did some really cool stuff. He never should have been that successful. If you tell my dad that people, you know, don't work so hard right now, my dad would laugh in your face of what he had to do, you know, him and my mom got married, and they almost went. They almost had to go on welfare. And so he would he while he was going to the university, getting his degree, he was working as a bouncer and all these different jobs, trying to earn money. I think of my mom's family. They immigrated, uh, I think in in 1951, about six years after World War II. Um, they had a bomb shelter in their backyard. They had to run with all their siblings into the bomb shelter when the German bombers would come over, and then they immigrated over to Canada. Not even speaking English, they were given a little bit of land or something in Alberta, and you know, my uncle Hank, who passed, he had dementia, um, he started with nothing and became a architectural engineer and built out his own firm and he has a beautiful family. It's the one I went and lived with at college. and like you, you <laughs> like, go talk to your grand your grandparents about how hard it was. Coming over wherever they came from because most grandparents are immigrants at some point right other than First Nations people in North America anyway Go ask them how hard it was They would laugh at us saying oh god this whole anti-hustle. How the fuck do you think they did it? With none of the amenities that we have now whether it's digital shit um, air conditioning the internet, like, ev- like, like, I don't think people understand and I don't necessarily blame people for not understanding, but to now talk about, you don't have to work very hard for the things you want because that's just not fair to your family or your spouse. Okay. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes for you. Oh, you want to start a business, but you want, okay, let's see how that goes. You won't be doing the business very long. You just won't. Cause you're, you're misguided. You're not aware of what it actually takes. And and let's be honest here, I always say this on our team calls. You're not working in a coal mine. You know, you're the nowadays, working hard, yeah, it's you're gonna have to put in the time, but it's not the same as it was 60, 70. There's not a lot of manual labor out there where people are doing side hustles for manual labor. Like this is stuff where you have a lot of tools and digital assets and pieces you can use to build out your business. So let's have some perspective. But holy Christ, I think my ancestors would be pissed at the way people talk about having to work hard to want things. I, I, I think it's a little embarrassing, to be honest.
0: I think part of that, though, too, is it's, you know, and and this was a Jim Rohn quote, you know, and I'm actually saying it in my speech, my presentation. It's like, you will only be as successful as much as you grow. Mm-hmm. So I also think that people are not committed to their growth. Like if you were, if you got so committed to the growth of you,
1: Mm, personal,
0: personal growth, physical, mental, emotional, nutrition, habits, you became devotedly, devotedly disciplined.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm. Like treated that as a job.
0: Yeah. You will rise in all areas of your life because you will no, no longer have this, like this fake facade, you know, so to speak, right. Of like pretending your way through this. Yeah, doing those on those those behaviors that are lower vibration in you know, no one knows what you do by yourself. And I always say that. Like the your success will be completely indicated, the indication of your success will be completely how much you are willing to grow. And if you are willing to grow personally, right? It's John Maxwell says that. It's the law of the lid. So the more that you're willing to grow in your mindset, in your healing, in your life, in all of those things, the more you're willing to grow, the more your success will grow. It's energy. Everything is energy and everything is a magnetism and you are attracting. You are What you're asking for, you are attracting, but I'm going to go a little bit further. What you do is also an energy. What you do is an energy and what you don't do is an energy. So if you're sitting there talking about all the things you want to do, but you're just going to get caught up on that 19th session, that 19th, sh- that Vic vampire diary show, and you've missed this other whole opportunity of that window to just do this today, you're putting off your future. You are putting off your goals.
1: You're missing connections you're, too.
0: Yeah. You're missing it all. So it's like, like, what do you actually want? And and then, then what are you actually willing to work for? Plus, what's what's wrong? No, oh. I'm just saying, what plus, are they willing? It, plus what, write it down. Yeah.
1: Like like, like ju- literally physically journaling it out. And
0: what you do each day. Like I would actually write out what you do each day. Like I wanna see it. Like as a, as a, as a you know, when Brendan Bouchard said this, he goes, you show me the top five messages in your inbox, I'll tell you how successful you are. Mm. Mm-hmm. He goes, you show me your calendar, you show me your calendar, and I'll tell you how successful you are. Would you give Brendan Bouchard your calendar?
1: I think I've heard him say, show me your calendar and I'll show you, I'll give you a, your income level within a certain thing. Yeah. No, honestly.
0: So, so, so let's be honest here, right? This is, this is a business. This is a leadership. Like we talk about it all on this podcast and there needs to become a different conversation. We need to change the conversation of what success looks like because this will be unique for you, but it will also be unique to what lights you up. Cause I'll tell you this, my businesses do not feel hard. Mm. I could do them all day. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Sometimes you do. I
0: do because I love it. I know. Like no, I got to get off this podcast. I got to go work. Like I have a. Bu- I have literally one thirty. It's like I
1: just. I just think. I. Th- I just think. The the whole not working hard thing that like it, the, the, that whole thing is like, it's, it's not fair, and you're getting shitty info, and and it's also I think it's naive. I think it's a bit of you're getting the wrong info, you're getting misguided, and I think it's incredibly naive in this day and age, and what's happening in the world with AI and technology and like chat GPT, I think it's incredibly naive, and you're being misguided if someone tells you effort doesn't matter right now, oh, it matters, it matters more now I think than ever. Yeah. And that can that doesn't have to be a uh, uh, you know, this overbearing thing in your life, but you're gonna have to get really disciplined and focused if you want something out of what you're trying. You that that I just I don't see it any other way.
0: I think the powerful part, and we'll leave you with this, is become aware of what you are doing and take inventory of how proud you are. Because I get proud. Mm-hmm. I'm proud when I feel like i've made impact i'm proud when i've i've served I'm proud, and this isn't just about your to-do list. It's also about, like, how invested are you in those priorities that you've listed out? Because sometimes, I'll share this too, sometimes you're doing priorities that you can actually service out once you start making more income. So if you don't like some of the tasks you're doing, because it's robbing your energy, your creative energy, your creative genius, I know what my creative genius is. Like, I'm like, whoa. Mm. Like, when I'm in my creative genius, like, it's like a magnet. Like, boom, 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 boom. I want what you're doing. Let me do it. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Like... But when I'm not and I'm stuck in the administration or something like that, like I work very hard and closely with our team to make sure that what I'm doing, my energy is an investment. What you're investing your energy in, if it is a not a hell yes, and it's moving the needle in your business in the direction of what you need, you need to be observing the behaviors that you're avoiding. Because maybe right now you're at a level where you have to do that work, but on that vision is like, okay, so when I hit this income mark, I'm going to be hiring this person for this role, right? It could be an hour a week, right? 15 minutes a day. But that might free up that capacity that you have. So you have more time, but this is strategic business moves. We all have to clean our house until you can we can earn enough income that ha- helps us to be able to help hire help for that. We all have to do that. You can't get through cleaning. You can't bypass cleaning the toilets. You can't bypass the shitty parts of work. And every time you do that, you decondition yourself and you level into, I don't want to work that hard, but you can't get through. You can't get to the top of your mountain without climbing up every step and foothold and falling and going back and getting up and falling down and going back and falling down. It's going to take this work and your mountain and you are worth this. So what are you giving up because you're bought into somebody telling you, you don't have to do it. Watch yourself there. Mm -hmm. It's big. Mm -hmm. It's big, right? Yep. All right.
1: Thanks, everybody. And that's what we
0: have for you today. We want to hear from you. We want to know how this resonated or did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to Jamie's if it didn't resonate. Um, but yeah, like tag us on social. We want to hear your feedback. We want to share this show. Like we are so invested in helping you become your best version. We want to help you reach out into that higher enlightened version of yourself that has this, yes, I want to live this life out loud. I've been training for this life. Like, let's go get it. That is what matters. So we are here for you. We are cheering you on. We love you. Smash that subscribe button, download. And always, please leave a review um, and let us know what resonated with you the most. Tag a friend, share it, because um, that's what keeps this going on. We love you so much. Thanks, everybody. You have been listening to the Fitzlife Life Unfiltered podcast with Jamie and Kim Fitzpatrick. Please share this with your friends, family, and everyone looking to level up in their life. Leave a review and smash the shit out of the subscribe button. All resources and contact info are in the episode notes. Thank you for listening.